Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see if we can sit down a bit. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Have you been having a great smiling campaign? No, sounding like you mean it. What if you have been healed? Let me see. You've been healed, healed. All right, glory to God. None of you are bold to you to see. How if you know how to demonstrate the power of God now? Ah, oh, yeah, cool. How if you know? How if you understand that degrees and dimensions are explained? Cool, cool. So in the afternoon, we, we looked at healing um, respiratory issues. And um, tonight, I just want to give room for the Holy Ghost, what the Spirit of God wants to emphasize. You know, I, I came here trusting that every life will be blessed tonight. Every impossible situation will become possible. Came here expecting that there will be diverse um, impartations of God's Spirit tonight. What only Jesus can do. Amen. You know, in meetings like this, I, I was, I, I'll start this way. You know, in meetings like this, I was in a meeting like this. Uh, I, I, I think I said the story when I was teaching on how to receive from God. I was in a meeting just like this some years back. And a very young guy... He wore a native attire, just like what I wore in the afternoon. And he just was teaching, you know, just like a meeting like this, just was teaching. And as he was teaching, that was the first time in my life I felt tangible power of God. Like, how the place was very hot. I started feeling very cold. I just, you, you could literally see that this is, this is just the glory of God. And he was teaching on visions and revelations, just explaining things, how the believer can see things in the spirit, how the believer can walk with diverse gifts of the spirit. And my God, I, I was sitting like, let's say like that eye over there where bro Alex is sitting. And I just said, whoa. And as he was just teaching, I was holding the power of God. I, that, that feeling I can still, I, I wish I can describe it properly, but me that it happened to, I can, I can still tell you how it felt like. And that was the day I knew that, wow, there is meetings and there is meetings. That was the day I told myself I would not be a normal preacher. I, I told myself I wouldn't be a preacher that just would just teach people, but I will also teach people the power of God, how to flow with what the guy did. So what we did that day, and I noticed something. My friend jotted, I didn't write, because then I wasn't too keen. I wasn't, now that I teach God's word, then I wasn't too keen on teaching or anything. So my friend taught those things. And my friend, so after the meeting, we, we went home and we, we kept talking about it. And my friend said something. He said, do you know that 
we can carry what we received in this meeting into our church tomorrow. I said, ah, what does that mean? He said, I took note. I will teach exactly what he taught. And you will just, you, do you remember? He said, do you remember I ministered? I said, yes. You will just minister that way. I said, okay, let's do it. So we pray, right? I mean, because you obviously have to pray. <laughs> we pray. And the next morning in our service, I gave him the, the time to teach. So he taught. He just taught. He created the atmosphere. He explained the same thing. The same thing the guy thought of. And I said, well, so I came up. It was my thought. I came up. I said, well, now you can see things in the spirit. Now you can flow. Then I started leaning. And wow, there was a great demonstrations of the spirit. People's eyes were open, vision. People were lost in visions for minutes. I was like, oh, so it works this way. Ah, oh, so I said, wow, nice. I know what to do. <laughs> so I told myself from that day, this was quite almost maybe like 10 years ago now. Abi, should be nine years, people. Nine years ago, nine, ten years. You were in that meeting now. You're part of people that, that were slain in the spirit. I think nine, ten years ago, yeah. And that was when I knew, okay, nice. So we can teach and explain the power of God. Oh, it was from that meeting I knew it. That, so a believer can be skillful to explain how the power of God works. Because the guy explained it. I can't remember the face of the guy. I've tried. In fact, it's like, it's, I probably think it's the Lord making us forget him. Because me and my friend, we've talked several times, we are trying to remember him. How we can't till today. We still can't remember the guy. But the guy taught us so much. We were dressed in the glory. I mean, everybody. Uh, the crowd was even more than this. Everybody. It was the crowd of leaders and people that were pastoring churches then. It was, whoa. So I knew that there is, so that's why what you see us, what you see me doing in this meeting is as a result of what I have learned since 10 years ago. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, it's constant practice, constant teaching, constant seeing things work. Are you getting what I'm saying? So go and use the same thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? I taught you how to heal blind eye issues, blind issues, neurological issues, ocular issues, people with brain issues, high defect, taught you how to heal respiratory issues. Go and do the same. When the message is out, listen to it and pick it up again. Do it, do, just, just do the same example that I did. It's just like what Jesus told them, what you have seen me do, you do. Are you getting what I'm saying? As we saw the guy did it. I didn't, I didn't know where my friend got his wisdom for. I thought I was more knowledgeable than him. You know, the way you, you know your friends. But I didn't know where he got that wisdom from. He said, do you know that? We can take this same thing to our service tomorrow. Uh, I said, what do you mean? He said, we'll just teach everything he taught. I took notes. My notes is proper. I will just explain everything. You will lead them in the flow. You know how to. You have already been doing the flow things already. But you, <laughs> you will lead them in the flow. I said, okay, that's fine. And that was when I knew, wow, okay. It's so, go and practicalize how to heal the sick. 
Dear the, one of the things you should learn to do is dear the power of God. When we're much younger, they put us on tough situations. I'm somebody that when they sent us for outreach, we were slapped for not preaching correctly. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you're in a luxury where nobody can slap you in America now. Uh, are you getting what I'm saying? Nobody can slap you in America. Go and put the power of God to work. How they trained us for outreach was go and go to that street and go and preach. I remember me and my friend, we went there, and we, the person we wanted to preach to started preaching to us and even gave us corn. We started eating, so we sat down, we started gisting with the woman. So the whole church was looking for us, that where are these people we sent? Come and give us report on what you have done. Ah, we were busy eating corn and say, wow. Me and my, the same friend that, we, that I just told you about now. We're like, wow, we're, the woman was teaching us and teaching us. We're just like, teaching us wrong thing, you know? you know, because it's you that know the right thing you want to say. So that's why when you want to go and preach, know your message. So the person said, teaching us the wrong thing. So we two were just, wow, because of course, say, do you want more? We two will collect them more. That was how they, I don't know how they fished us out in that street. Hey, it was slap. Have you, have you been slapped for preaching the gospel before that? Why did you not, <laughs> why did you not preach? So now, nobody can slap you now, right? You're in the United States, nobody can tell you that, why did you not? Go and dare the power of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Go and dare it. That degrees and dimensions I taught you, how to steer yourself up, go and do the same. These things are your, these things are your rights and privileges in Christ. They are not for pastors alone, no. No, no, I will, that, that's, that's why we will now look at scripture and see the, the function and the role that the pastor plays. There's something now called the ministry office. Are you getting what I'm saying? Where there is now the key role of a pastor. But all of these things are the rights and the benefits of every believer. In Mark 16, the Bible wasn't just written to pastors alone or ministers of the gospel. It was written for everyone. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in Mark 16, he didn't say, oh yeah, you pastors, go and lay hands on the sick. No, no, no. He said, these are the signs that follow them that believe in his name. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows that as a believer, you have the authority to use his name. And I, 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 I keep asking questions like this. Since you have been on earth or since you've been born again, how far have you gone? with the things that God has given you. How far? Stretch it now. Stretch the power of God. Stretch your limits. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you know the problem of many people? We are not desirous. We are not desirous. A lot of us just want to make money, which is good. I want to make money too. Right? I want to... I, I, you can't love money up to me. I, I don't believe there's no preacher that doesn't like money. Because we need money for the gospel. That's the truth. I mean, we can kill the law for it so it doesn't overwhelm us, but we need money for the gospel. We need money for natural life. You can't, you can't love money up to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it will never come a time where I will tell you to sow a seed for a blessing. God will never let me do that. I have not learned that for God, from God's word. It's not right in God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not right in God's word. So you seed for a blessing, then God will not increase you. So we have turned God to give me, then I bless you. That's what we have turned God to. When we say so, 
Do you know the meaning of that financial prosperity thing that people teach? You sow $1,000, God will give you $100,000. Why do you have to first give God that one first? Can't God give you $100,000 without giving him? Uh, those, those, that message doesn't make sense. It doesn't show the, the character of God. Where have you seen in the scripture where, some, where Jesus tells somebody, before I give you this, give so this. So where did they get it from? Where? We, what scripture? Many times when I watch those things on Facebook, I try to watch out for the scripture. I find out that they don't have scripture. They just use laws and tell you stories of people. The word of God will never will supersede your experiences. You must learn to submit yourself to the word of God. I'm saying this because we live in the United States where everybody is sowing seed. So $91 for $91 blessing. So want this for a prayer show. So want this for that's that's rubbish. That's rubbish. So this so that God will now bless you. What's that? Where exactly? Okay, now think with all the at least, even if you don't know much, with all the knowledge you know in the scripture, where did Jesus ask somebody, give me this now and I'll do it? Nowhere. Okay, what of the apostles? Where did Paul say, do this and I will now do it? Nowhere now. So we are now reducing God to a mammon. You give me this, I will increase you. That's like you are turning God to, to a, a charlatan. We are ridiculing these things. All in the name of financial prosperity gospel. God can give you financial prosperity without giving him anything. It's not left for you. That's why we, now, we have to teach giving properly. Don't muzzle the horse that treaded the corn. Now that God has given you, you now give. Simple. Not in return. Not expecting things in return. Are you getting what I'm saying? That, that's key. Those, those things are very key. You know, and you, know, you know why preachers don't teach this? Because when people hear this now, they will not say they don't want to give again. Are you seeing the dilemma? But the generosity of God's spirit in your heart must, can make you give. So a lot of preachers will hide this truth from you because you will not, if they tell you this, you will not think you will not give. It's only a born again, it's only someone who is not born again that will hear this and not feel like giving. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that you will give to, to so that God will now bless you and increase you, that's not true. That's a lie. That's not the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Freely have we given, freely you receive, or vice versa. Are you getting what I'm saying? So these things, I see a whole lot of them, especially in this United States. So many preachers doing this, calling this. It's good because we need money for the gospel. And you can't blame them. I used to blame them before I started pastoring. But when I started pastoring, especially during the COVID, when I started pastoring, ah, I now knew why they needed to collect money like that. Because how would you pay church rent? It was in COVID I knew how God meets needs. We were pastoring a church then, and the COVID happened. Hey, how do we pay rent? The landlord won't ask you, church is not working, or church is not in session. But I saw how God can actually meet needs. Also, I, I, I used to, years before I started actively pastoring, when I was just doing just DBC, I used to criticize, I used to, hey, this. but now, ah, now I say, I, I, you can't blame this, everybody is paying debt. <laughs> so they need to, so because you are not giving, they will now tell you to, that's, that's, that's what you, you get what you, you attract what you get or something like that. Because you are not giving to, it's because you don't give. That's why a preacher can connive you to get something from your pocket. But people that generally give, they cannot be swindled. 
Oh, you get what I'm saying? Hey, those things I'm saying. Why am I talking about giving? That's not why we came tonight, Joe. How did I get there? Somebody take me back. I'll backslid it now. Tell me. <laughs> eh? No, that's not it. Many of us are desirous, but some of us Desirous. Ah, how did we get to money? Your desire for money should not supersede. Eh, maybe you need to hear this. Or maybe some of you are about to be sweet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is how God works, right? So I'm just teaching that. So maybe some of you, maybe a pastor has told you. I remember my mother. <laughs> my mother was sick one time of a terminal condition that the doctors could not even find a problem. So she called some pastors. The pastor said, You should sow some money. Ah, she, so she sent the money. She now said, I did not get better. Uh, the best is to send more money. Ah, yeah. I'm not joking. Send more money. She sent it because she needed to be okay. So when she kept sending the thing, and no, it is like it kept going worse. Ah, that's where she stopped. And suddenly, me, they did not even carry me along because me, I, was, I don't stay at home. So I, I, I heard the story. Now, so one day I was just at home. I was actually sleeping on her bed that day. And I just, I was just there. She just woke me up and said, hmm. You know when, when your parents are talking in mysteries? I said, hmm. It's likely I might die. So I said, die where? I said, hmm. I can't go to, I said, you see now, for the past two weeks, I've not gone to work because my body can't take it. I said, why? I said, yeah. He said, this, da, da, da. I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. That was it. Now look at something. She said immediately she felt something left her body. That instance. She said she, she did not tell me that day. She now told me two weeks after. So one day I just came home. I just saw that she was cooking. You know, she was just happy. Ah. Why is this woman cooking like this? So she has been calling me. When are you coming? I'm cooking. Oh. I'm cooking. You know when your mothers are telling you I'm cooking? <laughs> and they are shouting the cookie like it's aggression. I'm cooking, oh, I'm cooking. That's what she said. Come. Ah, so I came. He said, hmm, you will not understand. I said, what? He said, do you know that you prayed for me two weeks ago? I said, yeah, I can't, I never remember. He said, do you know that immediately this sickness left me? He said, I waited two weeks to check if it's really true. He said, he? So he prophet is in this house and I never knew. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what she said. He said, so I've wasted all my money. He said, never again. Hey, some people pay money for miracles in this country. Hope you know. Some people pay money for anointing oil. What's anointing oil? What, what really is anointing oil? The oil that you used to fry plant is anointing oil. It's because you prayed over it. That's why it's called anointing oil. They're not going to put something and put cross on your head. Does it work? It works for those that believe in it and all of those things. But we are not living in the lives of symbols anymore. We have the substance. That's the spirit of God. Oh. Hallelujah. So some people, have, some people have built their life on symbols. The reason why some people don't like this kind of meeting now because we have not said bring oil. You know, if we say bring oil and one handkerchief. I know how to do this thing. I've preached it before. Oh, I know, 
I know how to do it. I'll just, it's just boom my face. Bring anchor sheet tomorrow morning and water. We need to pray on it. Does it work? Obviously, but it should not be a pattern. Are you getting what I'm saying? He shouldn't be a pattern. He shouldn't be consistently. You can bring an archive now and just say, because I'm, I want to take it to the sick. That's okay. You can bring water. Maybe that's the only medium you have. And I'll go and pour it on the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it shouldn't be a, a pattern that the way God wants to bless us tonight is to bring an archive and oil. What the, what the hell is that? We have reduced God to oil. So when I say anointing service, come, we we'll anoint you to what? When we are not under the old covenant, anoint you for what? The anointed one lives in you. Christ means anointed one, chosen one, and he has decided to live in you. What anointing again are you looking for? What oil are you trying to put on you? You're going to use the oil to fry plantain. Hallelujah. What's this? Why am I talking this way? Ah. Maybe somebody needs to hear this, right? Maybe. Maybe somebody needs to hear this. Uh, maybe. They bring oil, bring water, bring ankashi, bring a prayer shawl. What's that? Write your prayer request. We'll not put it on the table. We'll not be. What's that? So you can't talk to God on your own? What's that? The anointed one lives. He says he has given you power. And that's, let me tell you why you keep living in that kind of bondage. Because you don't have knowledge. You don't go for the word. So the pastors now feel like a superstar and they can swindle you because you are at their mercies. I'm a pastor. I can't swindle you. I will, what, the problem with this, why pastors don't teach you this, is because you don't know how to now respect and honor pastor. So the balance must be placed properly. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you, that's why you will now teach honor. So that people can know how to honor biblically. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those things are key. Because see, you are, one of the things I tell myself before I come and preach a sermon, I, I look at my sermon over again and over again before I even start any series. You know why? I look at it. I don't want to deceive the people that God has given me. Because God will question me at the end of the day. We have a God to report to at the end of the day. The question is, what did you do with these people? Did you deceive them? Because it's not you, it's, it's you that they will blame you. Oh. So, Mark 16, 15. These signs shall follow them that believe. Not a pastor now. It didn't put a criteria. The Bible wasn't written for pastors. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. So are you in his name? Yes, you can cast out devils. In his name, you shall lay hands on the sick. Are you in his name? Yes, you believe the gospel. You will lay hands on the sick. You will take deadly serpent. And, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's simple. It's as simple as ABC. If you know how to, how to build on the world, you will be more... You, your, your confidence level will be high. Hallelujah. And that's why the fellowship of believers matter. 
Because in the fellowship of believers and the gathering of believers, you learn the truth of God's word. I mean, where the truth is properly thought to. Not where they are telling you to bring anointing, anointing service, a deliverance service. He says you are passed from death to life. So what, what are they trying to deliver from you? From the man who is born again. What are they trying to deliver? The only thing that can happen to the man being born again is that he yield himself to something else. That's why he says give no place to the devil. So many of us, we yield, we give place to the devil through anger, through all of those things, strife, all of those things. And we cause so many things for ourselves. But the believer does not need a deliverance. Deliverance on what? Which oppression of the day? Is the man who is not born again that needs deliverance. Because he is tied down in bondage of the devil. Colossians 1 12. He says, He has translated us, giving thanks to the Father, who has made us meet to be partakers of the children of the elders and the saints, and has tra- delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of light. So we are there now. In the kingdom of light, you are free. Yes, Hallelujah. In the kingdom of Christ, you are free. In the kingdom of light, you are free. You are set free from bondage. There is no yoke on your mind, on your life. The only yoke is your mental sense. And that is where the devil is hiding. Ignorance. So you keep thinking there's a problem. There's a problem. And he hides there. So there is not a problem. And you now keep going to church that keep telling you there is a problem, there's a problem, there's a problem. Or listening to preachers that keep telling you there's a problem, there's a problem. And you have been free. He says, Who oh, the Son of Man shall set free? He's free indeed. How did you get free? Salvation. It seems like many people don't understand the meaning of being born again. Why did you become a Christian if you still need to do certain things? Why did I get born again if I still have to line up for a deliverance center? If I still have to line up for an anointing service? Why did I get born again? So you mean the the power that, that got me saved cannot get me to do, cannot take me away from those things? Oh... I set myself free from this thing years ago. We'll go for deliverance service. My mother would take us there. As the, we just finished one deliverance service, they will now say, the one that used to pay me is because October is my birthday. And October 2 is my birthday. October 1 is Independence Day of Nigeria then. They will now say freedom service. Ah. So you, they will tell us maybe like two days, including my own birthday. So September service like this, we just finished deliverance. They say, you are not yet free as in the announcement. When they're announcing, it's just like saying, we want to announce camp meeting. I tell you, guys, you don't yet have the power. Come for camp meeting. You will get the power formally. That's what they did. <laughs> so they, they, when they want to announce the service, they will tell us, brethren, don't think you are really free. Ah. So what did we do from morning to afternoon? All the breaking, break things, break... Deliver, come out, all of those. What, do we, what were we doing? They're not telling you, don't think you are really free. Especially firstborn. And I'm a firstborn. Ah, that's the way that, that pained me the most. I have a sermon on you too. I'm coming. I will teach on a firstborn deliverance. It will be a sermon. And I will, the reason why I want to explain is because of my pain as a firstborn. 
so that you so that any firstborn around the world can be set free from that issue. I have a soul firstborn delivered. That's why we tie to it, and we pin it on spotlight. Do not say so. Uh, so if my mother is there and me, I'm here. She don't. She would just. I don't know how she does it. She knows how to use the eye contact. Her. So she does. She will see that there. Maybe I'm there. Just, Hope you are hearing the announcement. Prepare yourself for next month. Firstborn freedom. Hope you are. Here. <laughs> Those are the times I hate in my life. So I started thinking about it. So you mean I'm born again? And I still need freedom. Freedom from what exactly? What exactly? Then I go for those meetings. They don't have anything tangible with scripture to say. They are just giving you experiences. They tell you, firstborn is to have vagabond spirits. Firstborn is like Esau. Firstborn, Esau was profane. Me, I'm not profane. Esau was Esau rejected God. Me, I did not reject God. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Esau was profane. He despised the things of God. That's all. Me, I did not despise things of God now. I'll be Christian. You know, what's, what's better? Give me portrait. He despised that thing. That's all. It's not as if it's a problem. He just, does, he just doesn't want it. He doesn't value that the inheritance can be on him. That's all. That's the problem that happened with you. So we, if you listen to, if you, if you, can listen, you can listen to our material glory meeting, the last session, I explained it. Esau, don't be profane, you know? Things like that. Me, I'm not Esau now. Me, I'm not your Benson. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Esau. Hallelujah. That's how I, that's how I, as I look at the scriptures, what, there's nothing. That's how I set myself free from that rubbish. You know, some, some of us, we have been tied down so much bondage. That, and that thing also happened with our healing. I'll teach you probably tomorrow how to keep your healing, you know. Or what if, maybe, I don't know which one the Lord will have me, will have me teach tomorrow. I'll just trust God. I, but I have two things on my mind. When there is no change as yet, what if it didn't go? What do you do? You know, those are questions that we need to study or how to keep your I don't know which one the Lord will have us do tomorrow morning. But you know something? A lot of us have been tied down with bondage because of ignorance. And I tell people, see, if you don't study the word now, you will still study it later. Even in time, you will study it. You better start now. Start now. Give yourself to it. Set yourself free from all the mental blockages on your mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? The problem is the devil keeps, that, and that's how the devil works. He hides in ignorance. I, I have a teaching out there. You can listen to it. What does the devil really want? He doesn't want to be known. So he hides in ignorance. He doesn't want to be known. Are you getting what I'm saying? So set yourself free from those things, from unbelief. You know, we, we studied unbelief in this meeting, right? We, we looked at that. Hallelujah. So you, you set yourself free. How did we get to this place? Ha, take me back. It's like a backslider. Oh, boy. Many of us are not desired. How did we... Where were we, say, where were we talking? What were we saying before we got to desire? Since you've been on earth. Have you gone to the point 
I said that. Huh? How far have you stretched the power of God? Okay, please, let's come back home. <laughs> let's come back home. Amen. But I believe that blessed you, right? Maybe you need that. I don't know why I'm talking that way, but I believe probably maybe you need it. Because many of us need to be set free from the bondage that's the bondage of wrong doctrine, ignorance, and all of those things. You need to be set free from it. So now, let's come back home. We have quite some, I have a short time tonight. I don't intend to waste time tonight. I just, I just believe that there's just something spectacular God wants to do tonight. And I believe he's, he has started already. Because I, I can see what I'm already saying. And I believe some of us, our minds are getting free. Right? Just spend time with the world, right? It, it will help you. Okay. So I'll just say this. So many of us are just not desirous for spiritual things. If you look at how the epistles explain spiritual things, he used the word covet, desire. Those two words are very key. What is your desire like? How much do you covet spiritual gifts? You know, he says, go for the best gifts. Covet even the best gifts. It's not saying you don't have it. It's not saying you should be praying for it. Uh-uh. You already have the nine gifts. We studied that in this meeting. I think we did that yesterday night. You already have the nine gifts. But what's the coveting about? That is, I desire us to see this work. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's not as if you don't have tongues. It's not as if you don't have the gifts of healing. It's not as if you don't have the gifts of faith. It's not as if you don't have the gifts of workings of miracles, right? But how desirous are you earnestly wanting to see it work? I think I said something now to receive and minister healing. If there's any gift I have not seen work yet that I'm still earnestly wishing to work, is the workings of miracles. I, haven't, I, I would to God and I know I'm going to see it soon. That's the only thing I haven't seen in my, in my little years of working with God. But I can tell you I've seen almost all. I've seen at least all the eight gates work. The only one I'm not... Or why, why, is, why am I saying it? I haven't seen it work. It's not as if I haven't seen a tip of it. I've seen a tip of it. But I want to tell myself I need more. Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I've seen the tip of it. But I want, I, I want somebody with no hand. The hand grow out. That's what I, 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 God can do it. That's my desire. That's, if you caught my mind now, that's what is on my mind. The, the, the workings of miracle. I've seen thieves. I've seen how God turned impossible situation. I've told you the story of how I see almost a dead person came back. Are you getting what I'm saying? I've told you stories of a dead baby and all of those things. I've seen those things. But for me, I, 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 I want to see more. That's, that's one of the things I want to see more. I want to see somebody who's, maybe this way his leg stop in his knees, no leg again. I want to see the leg grow out. There are things like, you, you go for more. These things, let me tell you, it's, it's, it's as you desire. Anyone you see walking in these dimensions, as we say, pardon my word, dimensions, is because they desire to do it. Not, see, let me tell you. 
God doesn't force and impose his will on anyone. He will work with the available. So that's why it is as far as you want it. That's why you can see some believers who have born again for almost 50 years and never spoke in tongues. Number one, it can be wrong doctrine. They don't know. They don't know that they have the gifts of the Spirit within them. Two, they, they are not desirous for it. Or they are desirous, but they are desirous, they are desire, there is no knowledge. Three, they are praying. It's like praying for what you already have. It's like saying, I'm praying for this, Lord, give me this ankashi. Lord, give me this, and I already have it. So you see that those some prayers are not prayers. Imagine I'm praying, Lord, give me the gifts of healing. You already have it now. You don't pray. Paul say you just tear it up. Are you getting what I'm saying? You already have the gifts of faith, prophecy. You just tear it up. You don't pray for it again. So that statement of desire means you gotta be praying for it. That's not what desire means. Desire means I want to do it. So I'm looking for avenues. I'm looking, I would to God that a case like that will stumble on those cases in, you know, maybe on the street or they will come to a church meeting that we are in. I want to see it work. Hallelujah. That's my, that's one of my, and I know it's not long from now. It's going to, I know before, by this time next year, I will be telling you a story about it. I know. Because I am desirous for it. Now, this is my own desire. What's your own? As touching the things of the spirit, what do you want to see? That's how these things work. When we were much younger, they would tell us to go to the street and heal the sick. So you know what happened? We would just be praying for the sick and we would not see results. So those things started, we now came back and asking questions. So they didn't teach us properly then. But I can't blame them. I mean, they really did a good job on us. They just, they just keep going. Ah. That was where the curiosity came. Why can I see a sick and ah, God, you say you have given us this power. And why can't I use it on this person? That's where my search came from. Ah, no, this has to work. Consistent pushing. I told you in the afternoon, the first breakthrough I saw in Italy was a menstrual situation. Menstrual, a woman with a menstrual situation. That was all. It was from there it started. I knew, oh, okay, I can now eat this person, I can eat this person, I can eat this thing. And that was where it started it today. And I've seen several cases healed. Hallelujah. Because it's your desire. I remember there was a time I was in a service like this, and the pastor told us, after service, go out and heal the sick. So you know what we did? Me and my friend, this was two years ago. Me and my friend, we started going from one hospital to another. Do you have a sick here? We want to pray. Do you have a sick here? We want to pray. Do you have a sick here? We want to pray. No, everybody is gone. No, nothing. No situation. So we got to this hospital. If I was our final, we're already tired. We're already drinking water. I said, you know what? Let's just go. So we just said, let's just enter this one. You know, is you know, someone can hear that. Some, some people now might be in that service. And the pastor said, after the service, go and eat the sick, and they will not do anything. You know, I told you that thing about instruction. Mm. Now this was two years ago. This was when I saw an impossible situation. I saw someone. This person was in the hospital. He was the only case. They've given up on him. In fact, as we entered, I would say, is there somebody sick? Uh, they asked us, how do you know somebody is here that is sick? 
We said, ah, we've been going from one hospital to another. It's not as if we really know. They said, well, we are actually tired. There's this guy in this hospital. He's always, I've forgotten the issue. I think it was a sickle-sick situation. Sickle-sick. So, so even the nurses and doctors want him to die already. They are tired of patching him up all the time. So he just, the guy just lay down flat. You can see the, when we, when we entered, you can literally see li- that this guy is lifeless. Oh boy. You know that thing I taught you about compassion? Oh, as we enter, me and my friend just said, wow. So they just took us there and they took us, they, even the person that took us there went out. It was tired. It's like nothing can happen. But fortunately enough, one of the family members of the guy, the brother was around. He said, I just, I just don't want to lose my brother. That's what he says. I just, I just really don't want to. I can't imagine that. In fact, the guy was even saying, I can't imagine that this is how he will go. Ah, what's that? <laughs> so I said, well, this is why we came. And I believe this is why we are going for every hospital. So I told him, I said, do you believe in the healing power of God for your brother? He said, yeah. So the guy was lifeless. And we just, I remembered, I just stretched my hands on him. And I said, in the name of Jesus, your spirit, your body, your soul, everything about you begins to come back to life. Now, you can literally see the guy, the guy opened his eyes. You could literally see that hotness in his body disappear. That's the power of God. The brother can the brother, the brother said, I know my brother is healed. In fact, the nurse came inside the hospital and touched his temperature and said, Ah, what did you guys do? We said, Power of God. <laughs> we said, Power of God. He touched his temperature and said, Ah. <laughs> the nurse said, I have not seen this before. So we just told them, do all the medical things you need to do, we, we have to go. But this guy is healed. The guy can literally talk after. When we were walking through the door, the guy was already talking. Instantly. Why? Desire. I wanted to see the sick, but healed badly. We went for one, it was in a hot sun. It, not, not in this country, and this two years ago. We kept going from one hospital to another before we saw that case. So, how desirous are you? How? God will walk with people who are desirous now. I told you, if it is God's will, he will not want there to be homes in this country. You think it's God's will that there are homes, people with insanity, having mental issues, and we are making money off them? You think that's God's will for the United States of America? No! If God will have it, all of them will be normal. And they can be normal. I told you a story. My, a friend of mine in the country, he just threw his jacket on a madman, said, follow me. And that was it. The madman, the, the madness of the guy left him. He be, his senses came back to normal. That's what we call power of God. They can be normal. But how desirous do you want it to be? See, let me tell you. I'll tell you the truth though. But don't put this down. My desire in this country is that before I die, there will be no homes. So. Ah, why did God send me to this country? Why did he send me to start supernatural commission if he will not do this? Before I die, we will eradicate all the insanity in this country. I'm telling you. I mean, I have long life. 
because I'm not dying anytime soon. I told you I want to enjoy the life. I'm not dying anytime soon. But before I died, all the homes will be closed down. They will look, we will find another job. It's not as if another job cannot come. But we can't be making money off people's problem. They can be healed. How do you stay normal with those kind of people? I've never been okay before. Never. I, there was just something around me. There was one time, a family member brought somebody, I said, I will lay hands on this person. The person took the person away. Person took the person away. They said, don't collect my job from me. I said, I will just lay hands. Please, I, I, I don't know. We, we, we've gotten too normal with certain, we've gotten too normal with sickness. Got into normal with problems in this our country. And that's because the government also are paying people disabilities. So a lot of people see it as normal. A lot of people are even praying to be sick so they don't work again, so that they would collect money. Why would you be praying for a devilish thing? Why would you be desirous for the devil to work? And that's why it seems like he's having much rampart thing. But you know what? There's a power stronger. We are going to defeat the devil. We are going to pull him down. Yes, he says the earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof. That means this earth, everyone can be healed. Ha! Ah, everyone can be. He says the earth is the Lord. What is the God's plan? That the whole earth is eradicated with his glory. His glory means people are normal. His glory means people with cancer can be healed. Ah, yes. They can. How desirous do you want it? It's desire. And God is willing. I told you, if there's anything in God's will, He is hungry to heal the sick. If there was anything He did the most in Jerusalem when He was alive in the four gospel, yes, He thought, oh, but you will see that literally almost every chapter in the four gospels was healing. So if God will have it, He doesn't want anyone sick. Both Buddhists, Haitis, it doesn't matter if they are Christians. I prayed for non-Christians before and they believed and they did not become born again. Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. I remember Jerome was saying something. He said, I prayed for somebody who had a sickle cell, I think a sickle cell situation. He said, the guy got here that did not serve God. What a wow. <laughs> he said, the guy got here that didn't serve God. He said, you should serve God when you see things like that. He said, well, but there's nothing you can do. But he wants to heal everybody. But how desirous do you want it? He says, earnestly covet the things of the Spirit. He says, forbid not to prophesy. Forbid not to speak with tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Forbid it not. How desirous do you want it? How desirous do you want it? Now, I, I, I'm not saying those of you working alone should not continue your jobs. So go and make money and bring it to church. <laughs> But be desirous for the, to heal the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? It means this is my own personal desire. You don't have to have the desire. Uh, it's your, this is my own. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's my own personal desire. Amen. So how desirous do you want it? And that's how spiritual Lord things work. How desirous do you want it? It's according to your desire. I believe God, I will lay hands on everybody tonight. But do you know, the, do you, do you know what will happen? How, what do you want? How desirous are you for what you want? I can't create a desire for you. I can only impact you with the little that God has given me. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
But how desirous do you want what you want? That's all. Honestly, covet the best gifts. If you desire that after this meeting, you will prophesy. If I lay on you, you will prophesy. Because it works in my life. If you desire that you want to flow in word of knowledge and word of wisdom after this meeting, you will flow. Because I don't struggle with revelation gifts. I see things clearly. I hear things clearly. I pick things properly. I've been doing it even before I knew what Greek and Hebrew word means in the scripture. Hallelujah. If you desire to heal the sick, at least you've been healed in this meeting. It's your desire. If you desire to raise the dead, it's your desire. I would to God. If I tell you another personal desire of mine, I would to God to raise the dead. Like, I want to, I've seen coma come back to life. But I've not seen dead yet. I want to. I want to see somebody die for three hours and I say, stand up. Oh boy, how desirous are you? I want to see somebody die for six hours and I stay there with the person. In the name of the, Jesus did it with Lazarus. Ah. The Lazarus one was three days. Me, my own is, I even want three hours. Maybe my faith has not yet stretched to three days, but at least I, I still want three hours. I want six hours. Tell the person, stand up. Hallelujah. Our desire. That's my own desire. I'm telling you my own. I will, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. <laughs> uh, that's the truth. I tell people the best way to know me is just listen to my sermon. Because I think I share a whole lot of stories there. You know? How desirous are you? How? That's the truth. I, 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 I keep telling you a story. I was, I was invited to preach somewhere. This was 2020 January. And they didn't know me in the place. But you could leech, as I walked into the as I walked into the room, I could sense men hungry. I was I was planning to just teach and just go. But I could sense the hunger in the atmosphere. So I just speak them one by one. Prophecy flows with the spirit. Everyone, the whole, everybody was down that day. And that was because those men were desirous. They were very young people, they were very desirous. How desirous are you? That's the truth. That's the question. So, no matter, even if I teach this, and I tell you, okay, there are degrees that I mentioned with the power of God, would you walk in it? Would you go and put it to test and see if I'm wrong? Are you getting what I'm saying? Would you put it to work? I told you the story of how we went for a meeting, and we decided that. Everything that the preacher taught us in that meeting, we'll go and teach our church member, and we saw the same demonstrations. Same thing. I don't know why I said that story. Maybe some of you need it. Same thing. And things just changed. Hallelujah. So how desirous are you? How hungry are you for the supernatural? How hungry are you to heal the sick? How hungry are you to? Because this thing is as you will. It's not an happenstance. That's why it's not magic. These things are not magic. That's why you can. That's why people use the word "I paid a price for it." The paying a price for it means I was desirous. 
How many of you have heard that word say? How many of you have heard preachers say there was there's a price to these things? How many of you have heard preachers say that? Do you know why they say that? Because they were desirous for it and they went after it. They went after it in prayer, they went after it in fasting, they went after it in doing everything they have to do it. That's the price. That's what we call, that thing they call price is what we call desire. I'm just desirous for it. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will well up your prayer life. I know my plan in this life, before I die, is that one day I will preach like this. And kilometers away, people in cemetery can stand up. Some say it's not possible. Well, you'll be alive to see it. It's my desire. People that they've put in a cold room, we suddenly start shouting in the cold room. My desire is such that how we enter into a country and such that as I'm stepping down into the country, the power of God is flowing in different hospitals. That's my own desire. I don't know of yours. Such that as I'm preaching here now, my voice is so loud, stronger than doubt, stronger than sickness, far in any hospital away from here. And whatever medical condition in that hospital that is worse, start standing up. They will be wondering what's going on. Well, it's happening from kilometers away. That's called power. Hallelujah. And that's my desire. It will happen. It will. Because I will not stop. I will not stop. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's my own desire. That I will preach like this. Hospitals far away will hear my voice. And there will be sickness will jump up from them. I will land into a country like this. And just by my landing into the country, men who are sick or even dead, stand up. How desirous are you? He says we can do greater works. I taught you yesterday, greater works. Greater works. How desirous are you? How desirous are you? You know, I'll say this. I will, will just trust the name of the Lord tonight. For what, for, 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 for what he can do. Please play for me as I close. You know, there's, there's such a thing. We, we are in the seasons of the power of God. Seasons of the power of God. I can tell you, the more I pray these days, is, is the more I'm seeing the extraordinary things. Uh, and it was even confirmed. My pastor gave an utterance recently. And I, I could see the same thing. Extraordinary things just happening. We are in times of we're skeptics, secessionists who believe the power of God. Have been seeing this vision since last year. Where we enter into a mall and the whole mall turned upside down. You know, because of the gospel. You know, before this Ashbury revival in Kentucky happened, you know, some of you I told you that we'll see things like that this year. I don't know if you remember I, I told you that. I said, we'll see things like that that year. And it happened. It wasn't, it's not something that as actually happened in a while but i told you that year i said this year we're going to see something like this happen and let me tell you it's just the beginning we are going to see a whole lot of breakout from that i tell you five three four two years from now we're going to see a lot of breakouts you think young people are going after transgender homosexuality all of those things no God is actually walking behind the side, behind the scene. He's actually transforming things. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? In this our nation, we are not going to subdue our nation to the devil. No. The United States is called in God we trust. And in God we really trust. Hallelujah. We are not going to give it to the devil. So, I see God, you know, in the next couple of one, two, three years, even starting from late November into December, I just see breakouts. You see it on social media. You just see young people gathering in their rooms. They are praying and people are coming. People are coming in their hostels. You see, you see, you remember I said it in, Super, in, in Summer Ellen campaign because it will come out on social media. Because, well, why would it come out on social media? We are, this is actually the world of social media. Hallelujah. You see it. Starting from November ending into middle of next year, you'll just be seeing a lot of breakout of young people. You'll see churches going into whole times. Whole times such that they will not be able to close a service for a while. Not close a service, not like a revival, but that old thing that happened years ago where it seemed like men were just stuck under the power of God for hours, hours, and they were just there. You see it on social media. You remember I said it. It will happen. You will, you will start seeing traces of what I'm saying. Late November into next year to the next three years and it will launch out a breakout of a young generation of mighty men. I see young men serving Jesus. I see five, six, seven years old going out on outreaches, healing the sick. How much more you? That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a breakout in this our nation. It's a lie. It's a lie of the devil to think our nation is condemned. It's a lie. It's a lie. That's what the enemy wants us to think. But you see, God is walking behind the scene. There was a day I was praying. I was praying one day. And the Spirit of God told me, he said, Do you know? I was just praying for the country, praying for things. And the Lord told me, Don't think it's only you doing this. He said, There's, He reminded me of a scripture. He said, There's still 70 other prophets who have not bowed their knees to bow. He said, These kind of things. I think it was one of our prayer meetings or maybe mission response. I can't remember. I was just like asking the Lord, Why can't this thing just be transferred all over the country? He said, Well, don't think it's only you doing this. He said, there are a lot of people I'm working with across the nations. He said, they are not seen yet. They are not heard. He said, but give it a few hours. Give it a few hours. They will spring up. True charismatic Pentecostal ministries springing up. Such that they will launch in into a, a, a tangible, move, tangible move of God. And see, the move of God is not lost in our nation. Just go, for, just go to where it is. I believe in this meeting you see that there is move of God. It's not dead. No, it's not dead. I, I, I see our nation rising up strong. See, I, I just see it rise up strong. See, it's a lie. The devil will not win with these transgender issues. It's a lie. We will get all of them saved. A lot of them will come to Christ because the devil will not win. I tell you, give it into Two, three years from now, you start seeing testimonies all over social media. I was once a transgender. I was once an homosexuality. 
and I believe it was the devil that blinded my eyes. Give it. You soon start hearing it. In fact, no, not just even three years. Wow. I see it starting. I mean, the rise of it from even January on your social media. Some people just saying, I used to be a transgender, but my eyes was open. I see the tr- I can identify myself properly. The devil blinded my eyes before, but now I can see. And you now start seeing a lot of podcasts on setting yourself free from being a transgender. You start seeing a whole lot of young people, young, doing podcasts like that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, this I told you that a revival will break forth, right? I told you. I told you in the beginning, I said this thing will happen this year. I'm telling you again. We are seeing a surge of it. A surge. It won't necessarily be like the way it happened in Osbury. It will be in rooms. People will video it. You will see it. It will just be in hostels. And particularly, I see churches not able to just, they are not just able to close their service again. Not that they are praying. They are just stuck. You just see men sitting down, struck under the power. Sitting down. Just sitting down under that power. And they are there for hours. No time restriction. Have a mighty move of God. See, decision is we come to the light. Eighties we come again. You know those people that are eighties. I've discussed with many of them. I figured some of them were once Christians, but they just couldn't explain certain things. They will come back to the light. We are going to save a whole lot of people and deliver them from bondage. I see all of us in this place taking men out of darkness into the light. I see us. Hallelujah. That's what I see. I see all of us. We are leading men from darkness into the light. We are holding their hands. And we are seeing men come out of darkness. See, listen. You know what I told you in the afternoon about that addiction? You will personally see how a chain smoker drop his smoke and serve Jesus. That's why I told you, don't give up on people. You will see an alcoholic become strong on the gospel. We are in those days. Yeah, we are in it. You will see porn stars drop it and become choir members. We will not condemn them. We will accept them. You see men who have tattooed their faces, tattooed all their bodies, tell you, you know what? I believe God. We won't condemn them. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will accept them in. I see a surge of the mighty move of God happening. It's sweeping through. It's sweeping through. See, I, I used to tell you a story. For us in Rochester here, just like the days of Chasfini. You know, Chasfini once was in this nation and it was reported that the entire city was saved. 60,000 men were in this city in the days of Chasfini. And the entire city was saved. See, I see that for us in Rochester where a lot of bondage are broken. Ministries in this city will rise up into God's plan. They will key in on it. You know, they will key in on it. How about we pray for the churches in this city? Let's just pray for churches in this city. Let's just pray for the churches in this city. They will key in on God's plan. They will key in on God's plan. Hallelujah. If you if 
you are in, if you have a ministry in this city, please, I want to minister to you. There's something that the Lord wants to do. There's something, you have a ministry, you have something that you do for the Lord, a church, or a minister of the gospel in this city. There's, there's a sword sweeping through. A sword. A sword. It's, it's going to, oh, it's going to rise up high. So much power sweeping through our churches in this place. In the next couple of, I see the next 20 years, you will literally enter every church in this city and you will see the glory of God. It will just be supernatural community church again. No. You will just, literally every church you enter in this city, you will just see the glory of God all over everywhere. Because it's happening. And pastors in this city will yield to it by the Spirit of God. You know, we are in the days where things are getting stronger. Power of God are getting stronger. So we'll contend for it. We'll contend for it. Hallelujah. Contend for it. You contend for it. You don't give up. Hallelujah. You contend for it. You contend. There's more. Hallelujah. There's more. How God, see, let me tell you. The science of what the gospel we preach is the power of the message. How do we preach without power? Tell me how. Jesus didn't do it. The apostles didn't do it. No one in scripture did it. Even Moses didn't do it. Everyone who preached the gospel had spectacular signs and wonders back in them. How do somebody from the wish, how do somebody on the wheelchair come to church and we are begging the person, sorry, you will walk tomorrow? Why is that? We should, the church should be known as healing ground. Hallelujah. As healing ground. As healing ground. We are walking in it. Even as all supernatural communion, we are walking in it. Healing ground. Healing ground. Men will fly all over the nations into this city. I say it and I'm saying it again. They will fly all over the nations into Rochester because they know power is here. This is our airport. Listen to what I'm saying because you will remember what I'm saying in years to come. This is our airport. will be known majorly for religious activities because a lot of people will be flying down because the power of God is in Rochester. You will hear things across the nation say, go to, just go to Rochester. Just go to Rochester. Just go to New York. You will see things. Just go to New York. Just on the street, you will see somebody pray for you. Just go to New York. You will see things. We are collecting the whole of the New York from devil. My heart in Bronx everywhere. But particularly, I'm specific about Rochester. You will see a lot of people come down. This is our airport. We've been known a lot for religious activities. All the Uber drivers, everybody will know. Which church, which exact church are you going? Which one? Why did you come? Is it for healing? I know where to take you to. Because that's what God wants to do with the earth. And we are going to key in on it. He says the earth is his own. We are not going to allow the devil to take it. It is his own. So we are going to rescue men from it. And we are those men. Hallelujah. We are those men. We are those men. I say it again. Rochester Airport. We've been known for religious activities. I'm telling you, it will happen. Watch it. Give it a few years. Hallelujah. 
Oh, we bless you. I want to pray for you. If you are a minister, you just, you, you, you have a ministry in this city, I'll pray. And the power of God will be strong in your ministries. Pray in the Holy Ghost where you are. To be strong on you. is happening something is happening it's a season of expansion it's a season of expansion season of expansions and multiplications something is happening something is happening you know we used to there's something that churches do it's like a recycling of members you're in that church you come you leave that church, you come to this church, you leave that church. You know what we will do in these coming days? We are going to get men from the streets. Complete, who, are, who don't even know anything about Jesus and will transform their lives. Hallelujah. That's what, we, that's what the Spirit of God will make us do in these coming days. So we will get raw Christians. Men, Buddhists, they will just be saved. Atheists, who have never grown up in church. They will be in church, worshipping Jesus, hushering. Hallelujah. That's what we will do. Hallelujah. So key in on it. And the doors will open. Schools. Schools will open up for you. You just see invitations. Not just invitations. Desire. Write letters to high schools and go and preach. Go and rescue young men. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Write letters. Tell those high school says, I want to preach to these people. Tell me, give me a time. Write letters in your campuses if you are in college. Sweep it with the gospel. Hallelujah. We are in those days of the power of God. Young men catching on on it. Old men rededicating their life to it. Oh, we bless you. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I will lay hands on everyone tonight. And it's as you desire. Write letters to high schools. The doors we open there. Write letters to high schools, secondary schools. Write letters to them. Tell them I'm coming to preach in this school. The doors are open there. You have the wisdom to do it. Colleges will be swept. You know, for us as supernatural community church, I see us holding light conference across campuses in this nation. Starting next year, you will, starting next year, you will see that the doors will open. I just see a lot of conferences happening. It's Jesus all over. The light overwhelming darkness. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Satan will be ashamed again and again and again and again and again. The devil will be ashamed. Oh yes, Lord. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 
I want you to be on your seat. I want I will move around. Just be on your seat. I'll move around. I'll lay hands on you. Just stand on your seat. I'll just walk around. Hushas will help me go around. Pray in the Holy Ghost. It's as you desire. 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 Pray in the Holy Ghost. The glory of God overwhelms our nation.